And so what I want to get people is to kick forward, not to kick down. I want to tell you that right now you suck. This is really bad. And you can get better. Like most people say that I suck and I'm always going to suck. No, you suck. And with practice and repetition and learning and improving, you will get better. Just like everything else that you've ever learned ever in your life. Welcome back, everybody, to another Start It Up podcast, a member of the Education Podcast Network. That voice you heard at the top of the show is Evan Carmichael. Evan Carmichael's YouTube channel is among the most subscribed to, especially in the entrepreneurial world. And if you don't know his name quite yet, I guarantee you, you'd recognize the videos. He has uh, put out a lot of top 10 lists of successful people and what is kind of their genetic code, their makeup. Uh, and he thrives on you believing and and especially if you're taking that entrepreneurial journey he has connected with interviewed some of the finest in the united states and the world and it's for those reasons i wanted him on the show this guy's got a wealth of knowledge and his network is ever expanding and his central message is always consistent and positive and we kind of get into that on on some of the you know things that are out there on youtube and some of the prank and the you know downplaying stuff and he has always been a source of building people up and having them believe in themselves so uh, I know that you're going to enjoy this episode do me a favor share it with a friend especially the friend that is currently struggling or currently going through some hard times Uh, I think that Evan has such a great message uh, that I would appreciate it if you do indeed share that also if you want uh, we would love to see you on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash start ed up. There we have unique conversations. All right, enough gabbing. I think you're going to love this one. So without further ado, Evan Carmichael. All right, it is my honor and pleasure to welcome Evan Carmichael, Mr. Believe himself. Evan, thank you so much for being on. It's great to be here, Don. Excited. So uh, I have this dream that high schools at minimum can be seen as innovation and entrepreneurial hubs that we don't necessarily need co-working spaces that young entrepreneurs that are already graduated could work with current students and can innovate and they have this tax funded thing called the school building to be able to put our heads together and and make solutions and make things better for people and um, one of the things that I have seen several times is you share in a lot of enthusiasm and optimism. And so I wanted to start there. Um, you think that, oh, I'm putting words in your mouth. Obviously, you want to help entrepreneurs and you want to help them believe. Um, but for the purposes of today, and, and if you're listening to this and you're over 30, that's fine. We welcome you. Um, but I'm wanting to talk to the students out there who, okay. who um, are looking at the data and that they're looking at the fact that there's going to be a big shift that, you know, according to a lot of different studies, that half the jobs are going to be freelance or gig, that uh, we need to be more entrepreneurial. So I'm going to ask you some of your insights that if you were 25 and younger, where would you start? And that is a huge, monumentally big question I've started off with. but here we go. So two things. I think one, I don't know how much students are looking at the data. I think they just feel it. I think you see so many other successful young people crushing it in so many industries right now that the the era of a 75-year-old white man gatekeeper 
to pick you to be the winner doesn't exist anymore. Uh, you know, the, some of the more uh, academic or, or studious people might be looking at the 50% might be gig economy, but I just think people see their heroes now as YouTubers, not athletes and not, not uh, movie stars. Like the biggest celebrities in the world to teenagers are online personalities. And so I think that's what people want to do. Where do you, where do you start? Everywhere. Like, I think, I think to be able to say, listen, you are going to crush it on YouTube. You don't know until you try. It's like your mom gives you a plate of spaghetti and now all you're going to eat for the rest of your life is spaghetti. Like spaghetti is my favorite food, but you've never tried tacos. You've never tried sushi. Like get out and try. I think, I think you should, I think everybody should try YouTube. I think everybody should try Twitter. I think everybody should try musically. I think everybody should try everything at least once. You should try entrepreneurship once. And listen, I think this is the most important part. You try it and expect to suck. Your first thing will suck. If you're on Musical.ly and you love baby Ariel, you try to do her thing, you will not do it. She's way better than you. You will suck. That's okay. The most important thing is not how many people commented on your first video or how many subscribers you get after the first two weeks of having a YouTube channel. The most important thing, the win, is that you like it. Do I want to go back and do this again? Do I like making a video? Do I like doing a song? Do I like doing this activity or not? And if you do, if you continue to lean in on the things that you like, eventually, I promise you, you will win. So let me be devil's advocate on this because I, I totally agree. And this is the things that I preach definitely to my own students and my own children. But um, some of the things that, uh, and I know we're going to go with this, but I, I still hear a, well, I just put out my YouTube channel and it has two views. Or... Um, why, why does everything have to be so difficult? Uh, darn it. I started my podcast and it has five downloads. Um, because you're right. Everybody wants to be an influencer. Everybody wants to be a YouTube star. Um, everybody wants to have that hit thing on iTunes, the devil, obviously in the details. So how do you keep a lot of these young people or, or older people motivated through the I have two views on YouTube kind of era. So it's recognizing that you suck right now. Just like everything else that you've ever tried for the first time in your life, you didn't get up and get on your bike and just blast down the neighborhood. You got up and you fell and you got up and you fell and you had training wheels and you eventually figured it out and you got the bike to go, right? Everything, if you're in high school, when you learn math, you didn't just get it right away. You didn't just jump into calculus right away, right? You start and you get better. So understand that if you want to win on any of these platforms, if you want to win in business, you want to have success on your own, you want to be a freelancer, you want to be your own boss, be an entrepreneur, I think it's noble. I think everybody should go off and try it at least to know. But winning in those fields comes from being able to provide value. Okay, it could be by entertaining people, that's value. It could be by teaching them how to do something, that's value. You have to give your audience something that is valuable. When you make your first video, you don't know how to give something that's valuable. Chances are, you might be the one in a billion person who just crushes it from day one, but that's a really poor expectation to set for yourself. And so what I want to get people is to kick forward, not to kick down. I want to tell you that right now, you suck. This is really bad. And you can get better. Like most people say that I suck and I'm always going to suck. No, you suck. And with practice and repetition and learning and improving, you will get better. Just like everything else that you've ever learned ever in your life. 
So to get up and think you can ride a bike from day one, you might have been lucky and gotten and doing it, but chances are you won't. And with practice, though, you can get better. Well, I also think it harkens back to what you said earlier. Do you enjoy it? You know, I've, I've had several. Well, I, to be completely blunt, um, my podcast sucked. Like my first five episodes, I was embarrassed by. My, my first seven, uh, boy, I hate it. People go back and like, hey, I was on that episode because I wasn't prepared. But actually, I should say this. I was overprepared. I was obsessing over asking the right questions of my guests that I quit having conversations. I was listening for you to stop talking so I could go, all right, question number three. And um, it was in this moment where I, I actually it ended up becoming episode two. It was supposed to be episode number 15 because I, I waited until I had like 20 under my belt before I released them. Uh, but it was uh, with um, Jeff Hoffman who had helped co-found Priceline.com. And I forgot that I was interviewing him because it was such a conversation that I was like, I, I, I seriously forgot that we were podcasting. And that was when I was like, you know what? I, even though my first several weren't good, A, I'm improving, but B, and this is my, my larger point, I'm having fun. Like I, I, I am so happy that I'm a having this present moment with you right now because I enjoy your work. Um, and B, I, I get to have cool conversations and then hopefully bring value to others, which obviously you're, you're leading a very similar um, mission. And actually, let me get back to that. So probably what your YouTube channel is most known for is, is your 10 rules, Right you have been able to both interview and then also preen um, from some of the top people. Um, but what are, what are some of the 10 rules that you see that are most common with common people? Because you, you, you interview extraordinary people and you, and you learn from extraordinary people. But what are some of those rules that a lot of people are picking up on? They're just not necessarily maximizing. That's an interesting way to put it. I don't think many of these people are extraordinary. To be quite frank, uh, good I point. think people just found the thing that they were meant to do, and that's why they're winning. I think everybody has Michael Jordan-level talent at something. I think Michael Jordan isn't even the greatest basketball player of all time. I think the greatest basketball player of all time is an accountant right now because he never picked up a basketball because he never tried it. And so I think everybody listening, everybody in high school, I think the best thing you can do in high school, man, people are so young, is explore. Try everything. Say yes to everything. Try every dish. Get involved in every opportunity because if Michael Jordan never picked up a basketball, he might be managing a Starbucks right now. And he might have tried 50 other things. He tried baseball. He wasn't good at it. Right? He had athletic abilities. He went to baseball. He was a minor league player and crapped out. And now he might be managing a Starbucks. But because he picked up basketball, now he's one of the greatest of all time. Everybody listening can be the greatest of all time at something. And so if you don't know what that is, that's okay. Especially in high school, you don't really know, you know, what that thing is. And so that's fine. Don't freak out. It's saying yes to a whole bunch of things until you find a thing you want to go back to. So I think, I think everybody listening is an extraordinary. I mean, I think I wouldn't, I wouldn't put, I think that's the biggest mistake that a lot of people make when they're looking at a Steve Jobs or MJ or anybody. It's like, these people are so great and courageous and they're just different. They're not, they're the same people. And chances are they started with less than what you already have right now. Your heroes, whoever you look up to, look at their early beginnings. They had less than what you already have right now. So what's your excuse? Yeah. I, well, seeing that I work with millennials and Gen Z every day, 
Um, one of the things that I do see is a feeling of less than because the average person, not just millennials and Gen Z, goes, scrolls through and see how everybody else is better than they are. And that is reinforced again and again and again. And I, um, well, as much as I love social media on the amplification of what it can do for people, I know it's far too many people that look at it and get beat down by it. Um, and, and honestly, it hurts me. Like I, I, I know there's got to be a correlation there between the uh, spike in anxiety and depression and suicide um, with social media. Uh, and I'm not going to blame it exclusively by any means. Um, but I like your view of wanting to improve uh, as opposed to constantly being reinforced on how you're less than. I think if you can use that as a kick forward and not down, I think that's really the big difference. I think looking at somebody's success, if you look at what I do, right? I do a lot of speaking. And my, you know, my hero from a speaking perspective is young Les Brown. Your audience probably has no idea who that even is. But like young Les Brown, man, that guy is my hero from a speaking perspective. I could look at him speak when he maybe is even my age and, and be just moved by him and say, man, I can't do that. I can't do that. And I have two ways to interpret that. One, I suck and I'm never going to be able to do that. And I'm just going to stay here at whatever level I'm at and my life sucks. Or just add one simple word to the end of it. Yet. I can't do it yet. I am becoming. I can't do it yet. But if I work hard and I train and I practice and I get better, that then becomes a source of inspiration. Well, that is now picking up to everything I believe in uh, or I don't believe in, I guess, in, in education when we have a final grading period and then you are either A or F kind of thing and there is not necessarily room for improvement. Um, it's always kind of a bone I have to pick. Um, but and not that I can control that in every school yet, but if you were a parent listening to that right now or, or even just a teen, how do you start embracing that yet? Or how do you foster that in your loved ones, right? Because I, I know a lot of parents that are struggling because like they want their child, their teen, their whatever to start finding something to live for, right? Very few, I shouldn't say very few. There's not enough people that are passionate about something. Like they're living day to day or worse yet, they're living vicariously through their favorite celebrity, which is my biggest pet peeve. Um, how do you foster the finding out what you want to live for and embracing that not yet mentality? So a couple things. First off, I agree that parents can be really upset with the school system that, you know, the teachers may be doing the best, but maybe not all of them. And the system could be broken. There's lots of things that could be improved and maybe supporting someone like Don and his mission, what he's trying to do can help. At the same time, I take personal responsibility. Like, I have an eight-year-old son, maybe a little bit too young for who, who's listening to this show, but uh, I spend the most time with him of anybody, right? Like I spend more time with him. I have the chance to imprint on him way more than the teachers. If I'm a parent, if anything's going wrong with my son, I'm looking for what can happen in the school, but like, what can I do? What did I do wrong? I think most parents, like how can you teach your kid to go off and follow their dreams when you are not following yours. Your words are hollow without execution. Oh yeah. One of the things that I, like you guys can't see, uh, this is, you know, this is a podcast, but I have my nails painted orange right now. My nails are painted orange. I went to a nail salon with my team. I have a, I have a business that's a, a dance studio when they want a dance competition. So I took them out to go to a nail salon and said, do I want to do it? And I felt some discomfort right away. 
that why would I don't want to paint my nails? Yeah. And because I felt that now I had to do it. And so when I tell my son, weird is good. Being strange is good. When somebody calls you weird, that's awesome. I'm doing it. I get called weird for my nails, right? So, so many parents are not actually doing the thing. If you like your, your kids look at your actions way more than your words. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, that, that's true. And a lot of times uh, your kids will call BS if like, you know, like go and follow your dreams. Well, you complain that you hate your job. You know, go out there and make an impact. Everything I hear you say is how much you don't or you regret and this and that. So I, I, I love that point. I absolutely love that point. Uh, and for the audience listening too, I would say for the, like a lot of the parents, I'd be, you're lucky if you have a parents who say, go follow your dreams. Because a lot of parents don't say that. A lot of parents say, go become an accountant like I became uh, an accountant. Yes, right? yes. Right? And like you will never win trying to be a copy of your parents, of your yeah. mom or your dad. And at some point, figure out the age of this audience and maybe a little soon, but at some point you have to decide if you're going to live your life or your parents' version of your life. Yeah, I, thank you for saying that. And matter of fact, let me expand on that a little bit because, um, and, and we talked earlier, but you know, I have this class where it's an unusual class. We call it innovation and open source learning. And it is your hour and a half in the school day to do what you feel compelled to do. Now, mind you, the first like seven weeks of the class, we teach you how to think for yourself. We ask you how to reframe problems, how to collect and connect ideas, how to find pattern recognition. Also, how to harness good social media practice. Like I, I think that every 16-year-old should have a LinkedIn and worry less about Snapchat, personally. But past that, what are you driven? Like what mission are you on? That's the class. And so sometimes we'll get some pushback of, hey, my son's not taking fill in the other class as seriously because he has this crazy dream, this stupid dream that he or she wants to do blank. And like, I understand the fear. I do. Like I, like, I love my wife so passionately. It's not even funny. However, she gets scared sometimes because one of our children is thinking, I don't want to go to college. I, I, it's, I don't think it's right for me. And then my own wife's like, oh, it makes me nervous. If it, and ha- this is also a Mike Rowe thing for the last five years, he's been, you know, beating this down. There, we have to have these honest discussions of, Exactly. Whose life are you wanting them to pursue? Um, Just comfortable is a dangerous path because I hear so many people saying, well, I did what I had to do and I'm miserable. Why didn't you at least encourage your kids to possibly take that risk and try to chase happiness and success? Because they're afraid. That's not how they grew up. Yeah. Right. Because they were told the same thing. Yeah. Or maybe they took their shot and they failed or somebody, their parents took a shot and failed. And so now they're worried. Like it's all out of love. It's not, it's not that parents are saying, we're doing this because we hate you. Right. It's out of love. It's just misguided. Yeah. It's not actually helping them. You're just seeing the world through your lens instead of what your kids actually need. I'm so glad you said that because I, I, I get sometimes frustrated that I forget or, or sometimes misplace that idea that they're doing it out of love and passion. But I will say, there's, there's this new narrative that if you work really hard, you'll get a job at GM. That doesn't exist anymore. Like waiting on people to take care of your future used to be, you know, when there, when there was industrialization, there was industrialized jobs. That is the, by the hour, fewer and fewer. Um, and so what I'm wanting to do is prepare more kids to be able to find patterns, see what's next. You know, two of my students. Two of my students started an esports 
program because they're like, dude, there's a huge future in esports. And they ran with it. Um, not because, you know, it, it was the, you know, it wasn't the academic thing to do is like they saw an opportunity and they ran with it. And they had my, my favorite word, they had that mindset of, you know, going out and chasing it. Um, which again, why, why I enjoy your channel and, and a lot of things that you, no pun intended, believe in. Because if you don't have that mindset uh, of believing and chasing and, you know, moving forward as you're talking about, then, then there's nothing. And, and I think that's, in some ways, that's what I'm raging against the most, not necessarily the education system, but against mediocrity, against depression, against not having a purpose. Like it genuinely breaks my heart when I ask a kid, hey, wh- you know, what do you, what do you, what do you love? Uh, or, or, or worse yet, what do you love? Somebody else's dream i.e. my favorite sports team, you don't really play for them. My favorite band, you don't really play. My favorite movie, you weren't in it. What are you personally doing that propels you forward? I'm I'm, I'm just watching everybody else succeed. And then somehow I don't know why I'm depressed because I'm watching everybody else succeed knowing that I'm not. It just drives me nuts. It drives me nuts. I mean, it's, it's, I hear your frustration. I feel it too. At the same time, I know that the tidal wave is coming. Like it's, it's already starting. You, if you are, if you are a parent who wants to only have your kid rule their life the same way you did, it's over. You've lost. Like my eight year old already wants to be on YouTube before it came from me. Like (laughs) he's already filming videos. His friends are already making their accounts. You're supposed to be 13 years old. And they're already getting started. They're already consuming all this content. If you are not understanding their world and you're trying to force them, this will you cannot treat your kids the way that your parents treated you. You will make those mistakes and you will lose. Like you will hurt your relationship and you will hold your kids back. The tidal wave is already here. Like this generation, you can't hold them back. I'm I I see it as like I'm massively optimistic. I'm massively positive that people are gonna find their thing. I think historically that has been a narrative of go get a job at GM or whatever. And that's where you are for life. And it's because the access to information was so limited. It's because you're listening to your parents and you're listening to your teachers and you listen to your, your advisor at at school. The the school advisor has no idea what they're talking about anymore. (laughs) And so now we're, we're like the world has opened up and people can listen. This is what I do. This is, I reach hundreds of millions of people. This Mm. is what I do, right? I'm trying to inject them. I'm trying to inject them with belief, inject them with ideas to show them different paths. But even without me, there's lots of me's out there. And so I think, I think people are finding their path. Your kids will find their way. And guess what? It's not going to be what you're doing. Uh, yes. And I'm also going to push back a little bit. Um, I do everything you said. I wholeheartedly agree. But I, I fear that it's not as many as I'd like it to be because I hear a lot of people um, that see somebody else doing it and feel like that's good. Um, like, you know, the whole teen voice movement and the never again and things of that nature. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, or, you know, I'm a really big fan of fill in your favorite YouTuber, Casey, whatever, um, that they see that identify it, but they don't live it. Sure. But Don, it's way better. It's way better than, than our generation. In what way? Help me out. 95% 95% of America drives to a job that they hate. Uh, okay, but, okay, no, but yes. But That's I not going to happen. I mean, it's still going to be a big number. It's still going to be 75. 
for this generation growing yeah. up, but it's not 95. Like yeah. people are taking what, how many, how many people look at how many people, like uh, there's a lot of people who are, who are taking it easy and mailing it in and, and <laughs> themselves down, but that's, that's humanity. Like that's always been, it's not like 40 years ago, everybody was suddenly way more ambitious. I think it's the opposite. I think no, I, I agree way more risks. They're taking way more chances on themselves. They're believing themselves so much more. When I was getting started in my business at 19, I thought, who am I to call on these businesses and yeah. be a young entrepreneur? I had no role models. And then Zuckerberg comes out and crushes it as a young entrepreneur. And now everybody wants to be in the game. Like people yeah. are taking chances and I hear you. And it's still the fight. It's not that everybody's going to go off and be amazing and they still need guys like me on the media side, pump and mm. believe, and guys like you on the ground, doing the work, creating the programs. It's, it's a fantastic mission, but we're way better than the previous generations. Yeah, I, well, the, but, but the only disconnect that I, that uh, this leaves me scratching my head, because uh, to, to your point, I've seen more millennials and now Gen Z going, wait, my options are suffer through this, get a job that may be well-paying that will in the end kill me and crush my spirit of life, or hang out with my friends, be a barista and just barely make ends meet, but be happier. They have decided definitively a lot more to be on the ladder, right? And in some ways I'm like, you know what? Good for you. Like, in, you know, when I, I'm 45, hey, if you keep your head down and you just suffer through it, you'll be able to retire a little bit earlier and then you can find happiness. You explain that to a 17 year old, they're like, what the hell? Okay, but, no. but you at 17, man, like you didn't no, get this I, stuff either, dude, right? Well, like, I, 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 ha- I won the parent lottery. Right. Like it was different for me, but okay, but your 17 year old buddies, right? Like, yeah, we're not that we're not, we're as humans, this is the condition. It, it's the, it's the, it's the access to the information and the role models that are around us. And True. we didn't have the but, access but, growing up and now we do. And so, but that's why also my double-edged sword is that we have access to all these great people. So why have we seen spikes in, in, uh, in anxiety and depression and suicide? Because uh, I, I think that, that that's the that's the catch twenty two of all this. We have never had more direct access to positive, awesome things. We've also had never more access to positive, awesome things that make us feel worse because we're not living it. And and that's the matrix I want to get more Gen Z millennials. Out, well, I shouldn't put labels anybody and like you, but my particular lane is with students and, and to, to try to set them up with that. So I agree in everything you just said. I do. Uh, but I, I, I'm, I'm hoping that more Gen Zs see this opportunities as opportunities and not driving home that they could never be that good kind of attitude. Yeah. I mean, I'm still massively optimistic. I think, I think we still have a lot of, uh, I think in this era, you can't hide in the shadows anymore. True. Everything's being exposed. Yeah, I was gonna say frauds can be. Yep. Everything, right? And and I think the the younger generation is being way more authentic than the older generation. <laughs> yeah. Right? There's a way you act at home and in private, and there's a way you act in public. Yeah. And so people with secrets, like we're everything's being exposed. People I was just gonna exposed. say, 2017 and 18 have been a hell of a. I see your double standard, and I'm going to call you out on it. It's pretty extraordinary. And we're just getting started. If you are a bad human being, it's going to get called out. Like, show uh, yes. me what the, show me what like the kidnapping rates are. I bet it's way down. Oh, dude. Because, right? Yeah. Everybody's got a cell phone. Everybody's yep. a media company now. Yep. 
I think I think it's I think we have to go through this phase, but yeah. I'm 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 on team humanity. Like I think this is all great. I think if you are a bad person, it's gonna get exposed and those people won't be role models anymore. Right. I think no, positivity I, is gonna win. I I ninety five percent agree with everything you just said. I, I just I, I'm I'm still I see so many kids that are suffering because of Instagram. And I hate to say that. I'm not scapegoating it, but people are like, oh, why can't my life be like that? And um you know, but, but like you said, I mean, that's what your channel's for. That's what like the uplifting YouTubers are. Um, the people that are trying to inspire you to more. And, and, and I guess that's, that's, uh, the thing that, that, you know, it, with, with the, the group that I want to identify with, that's why I want to identify with them. I don't like the people that are doing prank or making you feel stupid videos. I like the people that are giving you, you know, 10 rules to live by on YouTube. Speaking sorry. of which, oh, sorry, in, the go ahead. Business, in the business, in the entrepreneurial world on YouTube, me and Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk are the two biggest channels. And we go back and forth to like who has more subs and stuff. But we're only preaching positivity, optimism, hard work, yeah. patience consistently. And there are always going to be get rich quick, buy this crypto. Like it's all, it, it's been a history of humanity. I have a bridge to sell you in Paris. Like it's always been around, always will be around in, in humanity, but like it's going to get exposed. This, this crypto, you know, rise and fall, like we've seen it a million times. Some people end up winning, but the, the, I think the negativity is just going to eventually weed itself out. We have a lot of dirty laundry to kind of figure out for ourselves, but yeah. um, I, I'm positive, man. I think it's going to win. I, well, this is one of the reasons why I had you on. I, I love it. Uh, and I do like the fact that you are positive and you are pushing people forward. So um, if you are listening to this and you aren't familiar with Evan's work, Evan, tell everybody about uh, the, the Twitter, the YouTube channel, the everything. Yeah, yeah I've got a content channel, um, basically mostly on YouTube. I'm, I'm picking up on my Insta game to uh, bring more believe over there and, and make Don happy. <laughs> Come on uh, now. It's, 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 it's work for entrepreneurs. Mostly people want to be a, a business owner or uh, have aspirations that are in it or they want to do it and just sharing advice and success lessons for myself and some of the most successful people who've ever walked the planet. Evan, I uh, appreciate you coming on. Um, I, I, I sincerely appreciate the fact that you are this optimistic and realistically optimistic, by the way. Um, and I too share in that enthusiasm and uh, I just... In, in a uh, crowded uh, area where a lot of people are screaming for attention and not technically bringing value to others, but for themselves, uh, you're doing quite the opposite and, and uh, I sincerely appreciate it and, and admire it. So thank you so much. Thanks for love, Don. And I feel the, uh, the burning passion for what you're doing, man. And, and if everybody could take, like, even if they agree or not, just take the passion that Don has to want to make a difference and pour that into their thing, man, the world's going to be an amazing place. <laughs>